Open Heavens is here once again from the 20th of September to the 28th of November under the theme As Soon As Zion Travelled. Venue, Porter City Mutual Prom Prom. Morning, afternoon and evening sessions with Prophet Nanase Opukusakodie. God is a generational thinker. Study the Bible carefully. That is why I told you that God never starts anything until he finishes it. So when you see God start something, in the spirit, it's already finished. God never started it. The Bible said, them that he predestined, he called. So even Jesus was not crucified 2,000 years ago. Uh, the book of Revelation, the Lamb of God, that was crucified before the foundation of the earth. So what happened 2,000 years ago is just the practical aspect of what is on the architectural drawing. So this is the reason why prayer is very important because everybody in your life is already designed by God. Yeah. It's planned. But listen, the fact that God has designed your life that's not it's going to go the way God said it. Because on earth you have an adversary. So there can be interruption. Jesus said, pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there is no problem for the will of God for your life in heaven, but on earth it can be interrupted. This is where prayer... So when you pray, you enforce. Now, it's like the work of the police... This is what we are supposed to do. We are not supposed to fight the devil. If you are born again tongue-talking, and you, let, me, let, me put, let me not add tongues. If you are born again Christian, our assignment is not to fight the devil. Hmm? Uh, logically, it doesn't make sense to fight anybody who has already been defeated. The devil we are dealing with, Jesus Christ has already defeated him. We are to enforce his defeat. Amen. Amen. It's at the work of the police. The police is there to enforce the law. That's what they do. Hallelujah. Because there are people there that will flout the law. That is why it's dangerous to have a country without police. I don't think there's any country in the world that doesn't have police. There are countries without military, but after police, everybody will have one. So we are actually the police of the kingdom. That's to make sure that the devil does not do whatever he likes. Amen. That is why all the countries that lock the church for a long time, the virus stay there for a long time. You can do your own analysis and see. Why? Because the church is the light of the world. So anytime you close the church, there's a spiritual light off. One of the greatest blessings we enjoy in Ghana is the way our president opened the church very quick. Once he opened it, remember I told you, he said, you are the light of the world. So, no institution on earth. The police cannot overcome the devil. The military can overcome. The only institution on earth that has power to overcome the devil is the church. Yes, sir. Period. Yes, sir. They do natural things. They don't do spiritual things. Are you alive? Are you going to go with me today? So, we are dealing with generational blessing. The devil is not even after you. He is after your generations. He's not after you. He's not that. I mean, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, do, do, do you see what I showed you yesterday? That after Noah wake up from the drunkard, he cursed Canaan. Because Ham has already given birth. When you curse Ham, it doesn't affect Canaan. But because Canaan is not yet married, when you curse Canaan, then you affect the generations. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says the generation of the seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. The seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. The seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. The seed, the seed, the seed. 
Anytime we see God talking about seed, it includes those who are not yet born. So the seed of the righteous, that is why you refer to some of the people like Noah, you say your sons. But Abraham, that is not yet giving birth. You call it, say your seed. Because he's waiting for the seed to come. That is why if you don't have a seed, you don't have a miracle. That's the greatest thing God said. Wow. Is it Genesis chapter 8? Was the earth remain? Verse number 22. Was the earth remain? Seed time and harvest time, cold and heat. Watch this. Go to the amplified version. I want to show you something. Watch this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Give me the, the ESV Bible. The ESV. There's a translation. While the earth remains, seed time, harvest time. Go to the New Living Translation. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest. This is what I'm looking for. As long as the earth remains, there will be what? Planting and harvest. That means there cannot be harvest unless there is a planting. This is, the, this is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. It reveals the intentions of God. Whilst the earth remains. It means that this principle can only stop when the earth stops. What do you mean by this? That means that everything God created revolves around the principle of seed time and harvest time. If the thing will not produce, God will not create it. That is why when you stop giving, you start dying. Because everything God created, God created it to give. If the thing will not give, God will not create it. No, that is why he didn't create fish before he created water. He created the water before he called the fish out of the water so that the water will sustain the fish. Wow. Everything God created gives. Everything. Everything God created gives. Everything. When you stop giving, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you start dying. And when you die, your case is close. I'm already preaching. This is the bottom line. This is, once God gives you the grace for what's it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, there's a scripture called the ACSB. Okay. As long as the earth endures, see time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter. And look at the way he's reinforcing the thing. Oh, I forgot. This God is a wonderful God. Watch this. Boom. He said, just in case you are struggling to give, he started with seed time. He said that when the country, whatever country you live, there is a cold time and there's a heat time. Then it came to summer and winter. So what he's trying to say is that when you go to the western country, like where our software is coming from, they are almost entering the winter now. The cold has started. But you see, from somewhere June, July, I guess they were in the summer. Now, there is no way the summer will say, I will prevent the winter from coming. It's, now, 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 look at the way he came. The, 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 the strongest one is day and night. So he's saying that, can the day stop the night from, he said, from you, you day, I will stop you from coming. If Joshua stopped, Joshua stopped it for only one day, 24 hours. He couldn't stop it again. So God said that, the way the day cannot stop the night, and the night cannot stop the day. When you sow, nothing can stop the harvest. 
So if you are not a giver, you don't just understand the principle. You must not struggle to give. Are you getting it? He said that the way, so the summer and the winter, the cold and the heat, ah, the day and the night guarantees your giving. Yes. Yes. That there will be a harvest. Yes. Uh-huh. So can I tell you this, girl? When I show, the only thing I'm afraid is that I will see the, the night alone, the day is not coming. Once I show a seed and I see day and night going, I know my, my harvest is on the way. Everything gives. Your wife cannot give you a child unless you give her a spermatosia. Everything gives. Everything. Everything God created gives. Check this room. The chair is supporting your waist. The microphone is sending sound to you. The light is giving. Even man made gifts. You are the only me and you are the only one who is struggling to give. So becoming stingy is a major attack. Generational blessing. That is what I told you. The greatest thing I preached yesterday is that because of God's interest in generational blessing, eh, you can trust Him for a child. And hear this. He desires for you to have a child and the way you desire. Yeah. That is why at 90 years he got somebody, he made sure somebody became pregnant. Because God is yesterday, the message is there. And your seed, you and your seed will possess the land. You and your seed will do this. You and your seed will do. So all this LG, whatever, plus, 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 plus. Oh. In a time, a country goes that direction. They come face to face in a combat with God. The reason God hates those things is because of his generational thinking. If Esther married Rebecca, how do they produce? This is the battle. No, let's assume that what they are saying is true. Let's on the whole world, all of us become gay. We wake up, everybody in Ghana, gay. Everybody in Ghana, lesbian. Everybody in America, gay. What will happen to the earth? What you thinking? It doesn't make sense. No. We love them. We wish they change. But I'm trying to tell you that everywhere, when God was destroyed, the two distractions in the Bible are Noah's time and lost time. All of them has to do with this. Both this first one was rain, next one was fire. I show it to you. Yesterday I read it to you. Why did God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? So we love you. But the reason why it's not a matter of we hate you, but God is against it because it messes his plan. This earth that doesn't come there, somebody owns the earth, somebody created it, somebody is in charge. The Bible says God rules on the affairs of men, He controls the earth, and so He that controls that He can destroy it. There is a strange scripture in the tree Bible, and this is the way it goes. It says, it seems that this God, that this earth, they can fool you like a mat. Wait, wait, wait. I know your house is in uh, Airport Hills. I know. And you are very proud of it. This is how God said, the silver and the gold is mine. God is in Ghana. They say God. Those of you who have not said with your grandmother before, you don't understand. 
When we used to go to vacation, I used to sleep in my grandmother's room. And there is a mat. Because my grandmother would never sleep with you in the bed. When you wake up in the morning, the Bible said one day God will fold the earth like this. Now, when he's folding, he tells her, God, wait, my building is a transacle. Tell God. You don't understand. If material things stop you from going to heaven, it's the most stupid decision you have ever made. We brought nothing to this society, we take nothing away. The most stupid people in the kingdom are those who are going to, who have diverted from light to darkness because of materialistic. Mm. Don't let God bless you and the blessing take you from Him. It's the most stupid decision you have ever made. Never. Don't come to the place when God gives you money, then the money diverts you from heaven to hell. How are you saying that? I'm glad you asked. If you gain the whole world, and I've told you before, gain it from where? And lose your soul, lose it to who? So there's some, 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 something is after your soul. And the only way to steal is to give you the world. I mean, do you, to, do you understand how to interpret scripture? If I gain the whole world, where am I going to gain it from? This, is, this statement was made by Jesus himself. If you gain the whole world, if you, are, you, you are not trying to, you only get, trying to gain Britain. You are trying to gain Ghana. God said that's even so. We can give you the whole world. That means that the world in America, the world in Russia, the world in Europe, the world in China cannot be compared to a soul. Oh. Oh. Jesus, I feel like preaching. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? that produced by the Adamic nature it cannot be compared that means that the wealth and all the money in the central bank of the whole world IMF whatever world bank cannot be compared to one person going to hell that is what Jesus said God's greatest pain in heaven is that we are allowing many to go to hell we are not evangelizing anymore. This, the devil to us complicated with coronavirus. Even Jehovah with their work is coming to an end. There was a time they used to come with a week. You can't go there. No. no. Why are you going to pass? Are you getting it? And that's why we want to pray. Because there are two ways. Eh? If you can't go there, our prayer must get to their bedroom. Yes. Because listen, there are people in the Bible, nobody, nobody goes for evangelism. Paul was met by Jesus on the Damascus road. And Jesus converted him. So listen to what Jesus said. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. But don't jump into it. He said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will raise laborers. Coronavirus showed that God loves Africa more than every continent in the world. I know you are not happy, but when you do, I will let you know. Listen, if you have ever doubted God's love for Africa, look at this virus. 
even the scientists of the West can still not understand. They are trying to figure out and decode why this thing couldn't affect Africa. It's not about black thing because in America it killed blacks. So it's not about the black thing. Kill them more. So it's not about the black thing. It's the atmosphere. Amen. And let all our leaders come to the place of humility and continue to thank this God. Amen. How many will thank God for this continent and the mercy of God? Amen. Now, me, I understand it from the biblical point of view. There is something about this continent there, which is seriously in the major plans of God. Do you remember when God was trying to raise the descendants of Abraham? And then he needed to take them to a place as a nation. They were in the Canaan land. And they started making a covenant with the Canaanites. And they said, we'll marry them. And that was not God's plan. Do you know that for God to get the nation of Israel, he has to keep them in Africa. Is Egypt in Europe? No. Keep them in Africa. Do you remember when the Messiah was born that the Herod wanted to kill him? God hide him in Africa. Yes. 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 I'm trying to give you Bible point of view. Gospel. Now let me tell you something. I said something, but you didn't pick it before coronavirus came. I said this is the only continent without nuclear. When they started their nuclear war, this will be the safest place to be. The way you are trying to be white. I have a very serious problem with you. And how do you know? You went to America for two weeks. You so started speaking slides. Two weeks. Two weeks. Now, there is something about you bringing something to the altar. This place has the altar. Anytime you come here, anything from this red carpet are climbing to the top here, it's called the altar. And on a ufie, baby, a busumini sine, hona, oma sise bobina omu cha moja gusuru. Because the devil can only produce a counterfeit version of what God has done. What is the purpose of the altar? It's a meeting place of humanity and divinity. No, you are not getting what I'm talking about. So if you want to meet God, uh, anytime you had opportunity. So somebody asked me a question. Why do you allow people to bring offerings to the altar? I said, I'm glad you asked. Yes, I got born again at the altar. So we call it altar call. It means that with my sins, I'm going to meet God at a certain point. Yes, and come, oh, are you, are you, I don't like your attitude today. And then, so that's what we call it altar call. So I go born again at the altar. When I'm under the anointing and the power of God, have you noticed all of us who move in the power gift? Whether we are prophesying, people fall out the power, say, bring them, all says, bring them to, the, to altar. the altar so that they can come and meet God here for their deliverance. Yes, sir. Oh, I am getting ready to marry. And then my bride is walking towards the altar. <laughs> So I got born again at the altar. I got delivered at the altar. I got married at the altar. Then when I bring my offering, I'm breaking my poverty at the altar. You have to be hungry for anointing. You have to you see, this generation don't know how to serve and tap into anointing. The devil is telling this generation to rather fight anointing. Mm. The most dangerous thing you ever do is to fight anointing. Yes, because you can't win. No way, no way, no way. Amen. 
Now watch this. There's another thing I want to tell you that I pray that it won't happen to you. Another thing too that the devil is using to affect this generation is a Gehazi spirit. We want the money than the oil. When Haman brought the things, I'm saying those are you protect yourself. Because the, the interesting is that the Gehazi generation is entitled for triple portion. But the condition is that their heart must be right. Now listen, you cannot yearn for the anointing and money at the same time. No. There is nothing wrong in yearning for the money. The reason Elisha cares Gehazi because it's not time. You are trying to get exposure in a time of your obscurity. You don't become popular when God is hiding you. So you don't need, don't clap, you don't need these things for now. Elisha said, is it time for gold and silver? It means that you have not come to that place. So don't try to desire a, a certain car. Because you come to a certain place in ministry, all those things will mean nothing to you. Amen. It means nothing. No, it will mean nothing to you. Your heart is not in huh, huh? No, if you give me a car, I will thank you. But it's not really what I'm looking for. Baby, I'm a come out. The more you grow, eh, the more you lose interest in certain things. Most of them, maybe you just lost interest in it. They, they don't become a priority again. You come to a certain age, all you want to do is to, you, you want to leave a legacy. There are certain age you come to, you don't need to stay. All you want to do is to leave a legacy. So the things I preached yesterday, if you don't do anything significant, it's because you don't have generational thinking. No, we didn't build this thing because of us. In fact, when God gave me the vision, I started building. I have your great grandchildren in mind. I could see a time is coming. You want to go and pray in the hotel? They will tell you don't pray here. See, I could see it. I could see a time is coming eh? You need a place like this to come and hide and pray. I could see it. I could see it coming. You know, you to, if you think you are going to make it without God, you'll be frustrated. You'll be confused. Seriously. Don't ever deceive yourself that you are looking for a good There's no good job. There's only good God. Oh, those who are shouting you are there just connect yourself with that good God and everything around your life is going to be alright well, let me give you this thing right now sit down and write this thing quickly there we go when you cross the, the Red Sea it's not enough there's a Jordan to cross so don't make it like you have crossing once the fact that you cross that something the devil will not bring something again for you to cross so I want you to give you the keys that will permanently always cause you to cross any barrier the devil bring it to you so there is a seven keys to defeating your enemy wherever he meets you and I, I pick it from Jehoshaphat's story I'm going to read it the whole today I studied the whole thing about Jehoshaphat's story everybody say Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. have you heard about that one before huh? it's in two chronicles or for a better way second chronicles chapter number 20 let's read second chapter 20 and they rose up early in the morning and went to the wilderness of and went into wilderness of tequa and as they and as they went for jehoshaphat stood and said here ye o judah so here ye o potters an inhabitant of potters family believe in the lord your god 
So this scripture was for 2020. So 2020 was the time for us to believe prophets. And that was the time to God announce our voice. But God told me that I was trying to show you something. But if you pick it, you could have done more than what you did. So 2020 was the time that the prophet's voice must be heard. Believe the Lord your God will be a believe his prophet also. 2020, then the uh, prophetic anointing that make people prosper started. So 2021 is still ongoing. It started from there. What is the background of this story? Five armies came against one particular king. Chapter 20, let's read from verse number one. Give me the New Living Translation. I'll prefer that one. After this, the armies of Moabite, Ammonite, and some of the Muenites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Message came to, message came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already in Hezazon, Tama. This was another name for Engidi. When we go to Israel, we go to that place. There's a place called Engidi. It's there. You see it is still there. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord. Now, come back to King James Version. Or start from verse 1. Give me the new King James. I don't like reading about this one. It looks like when I was studying, God took me there. Uh-huh. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonite came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And what happened? Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hezazon, Tama, which is Engidi. Wow. Hmm. And Jehoshaphat feared, 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 and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So I've given the background of the story. This is where I'm going to take my intent from. And I took my time to study the whole story. And I saw the way they started from fear to victory. Number one, they had news that they didn't want to hear. There are some battles that are not fair. And the reason it's, it's not fair is because sometimes eh, if the witches in your family all come together against you, it's not a fair battle. The Amalekite did something that God became so angry that he said, you wiped their name from the surface of the earth. I couldn't understand why God was angry with them until I started studying. The Lord showed me that. When Israel left Egypt and they were coming as slaves who were running away from their masters, the first country that fought them was the Amalekite. And the reason it was not fair battle is that you don't use army to fight civilians. And to make matter worse, they were slaves. So the people don't have ammunition, they don't have any military skill, and you gather your armies to go. And that is why when Pharaoh was coming, God drowned them in the sea. Because Pharaoh took the best army to come and fight slaves. Now, I declare that any battle in the spirit against you, that is not fair. Anybody in authority above you, that is trying to pull you down. The Lord will fight for you. Amen. Seven principles to defeat your enemy anytime and cross the line. You have to, I see you defeating all your enemies from now. What do you do when you have multiple problems? What do you do when you have multiple problems? I want to give you seven principles when you follow. That is what Jehoshaphat followed. Hallelujah. What do you do when multiple problems? They are chasing you with rent. You have borrowed money, you have not paid. Your car is broken down. 
there's a hospital bill you have to pay. What do you do with multiple problems? Some of you, the whole year, we have never surrounded paracetamol. The communion we gave you, the hands we laid on you. This house, we are moving from healing to divine health. Yeah. What is Jehovah's verse? Write in the first one seek God. Seek the law. Seek the law. Seek the law. Seek the law. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 to 4. Seek the law. Do what? Tell your neighbor, do what? Seek the Lord. That's what we are doing. And it happened after this. Huh? That the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside Ammonite came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And what happened? So you can put Jehoshaphat, you can put your name there. And some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming, multiple problems against you. Huh? From beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hezazon which is in Egidi. Watch this. And Jehoshaphat fear. Jehoshaphat fear and set himself to do what? I want to say the loudest you can. What did Jehoshaphat do? When you see problems, when you see all hell is loose on you, seek the Lord. That's the training God is leading me to give to you now. Seek the Lord. You don't stop problems by just sitting there and complaining. No, don't don't sit there and complain. When you combine fasting with prayer in seeking the Lord, it indicates your seriousness. So when God sees people fasting, He knows they are serious. When you combine fasting and prayer in seeking the face of God, it indicates what. A seriousness to your seeking it adds it shows you are serious ah because fasting has a powerful impact every fasting prayer in the bible god answered it every fasting prayer every fasting prayer esther used fasting three days to turn their sentence god was about to destroy israel he said moses stand aside i will wipe these people from the face of the earth and Moses started the tabernacle for 40 days and 40 nights. And I like the way the King Jesus and the Lord repented. Fasting can make God repent. Amen. What are you talking about? Seek the Lord. Stop all this food, food thing. Stop complaining and stop. Seek the face of God. Man of God, the church is not growing. Seek the face of God. Find it. Potency has not come by accident. God show me the vision and show me the price tag. Does not come by accident. Don't come here and that, that, that. you can easily just go and copy what people are doing. No, 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 no. It's a spirit. What we do here is a spirit. It's not just putting blocks and things. It's a spirit. We can't even explain how it is done. You cannot, if you can explain it, it's not from God. If you cannot explain how you did it, then you know that the foundation is God. God will never do something for you to be able to get words to put it together. No. Tell your neighbor, see God, see God. Oh, talk to somebody and say, see God. Now, let me tell you this. Write this one down. When we fast, we are admitting that we have a need. This is the first principle you must learn about fasting. Anytime you engage in fasting, you are admitting before God that you have a need. And the need, only God can handle it. And that's why you have come to him. Esther knew that I cannot go and wear any kind of uh, 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 Victoria's Secret dresses and pass before this king. This need can only be solved by God. Now, hear this. Don't try to talk to people that only God can talk to. 
There are people in your life, eh, they won't listen to you except God's voice. Your voice is useless. The favor is gone. It was God that talked to Hazarus, who has not called Esther for 30 days and saw Esther and he obtained favor. Don't try to talk to people that only God can talk because the heart of the king is in the hands of God. And God will tell you whatever you will. Oh, I, I, I wish I can get a better amen from heaven. Anytime we engage in fasting, we are admitting that we have what? Indeed. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Huh? Uh-huh. There was a national crisis in Nineveh. They seek the Lord. Do you know? Everybody say national crisis. Mm-hmm. It was in Nineveh. When you, when, you, when you read the book of Jonah chapter 3 from verse 1 all the way to 10. Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. The king stepped out from now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. This is the most compassless, compassless message in the Bible. All the messages in the Bible are full of compassion. This one is compassless. Huh? And the word of the Lord come to the New Living Translation. The Lord spoke to Jonah the second time. And he said what? Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Huh? This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all at that time. One day, Jonah entered the city. He shouted to the crowd, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. That's why I say it's compassionate. The, the message was simple. If you read another translation, in, in, in what? In 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. You are dead. In 40 days, you are all dead. What can we do that we want that? Die. <laughs> there is no compassion. Jonah was so compassionate that when God repented, Jonah was angry. Mm. So the prophet preaching for them to repent is ready for God to kill them. Hey. <laughs> it's a serious matter. Now, what, what it is? Huh? Nineveh. On that day, Jonah entered the city and shouted the crowd. 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Hey! The people of Nineveh believe God's message believe god's mercy and from the greatest to the least they declare a fast and put on bella to show their sorrow wow when the king of Nineveh heard what jonah was saying he stepped down from his throne oh my goodness and took off his royal robes he dressed himself in bella and sat on the heap of asses the greatest one of the greatest revival Jesus even continued said the people of Nineveh will rise up and condemn this generation because they heard the preaching of Jonah. Look at what the king did. This is the decree that showed me. And the king and his nobles sent a decree throughout the city. No one, not even animals from your head or flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. Nobody should eat. Listen, listen. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning. And everyone must pray earnestly to God. So if the king see your cat eating fish, he say you make your life like the cat. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Watch this. Watch this. Who can tell? Perhaps even God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they have put on, how they put on a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind. Listen, every evil determined against you after this 70 days, may the Lord change his mind and give you blessing. I say, may the Lord give you beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why did Nineveh was spared? Because the entire city seek the Lord. The entire country seek the Lord. 
Do you remember Matthew chapter 17, verse 12, where Jesus said, They said, Master, why couldn't you cast him out? Say, Because of your unbelief. But this kind does not go up except by fasting and prayer. So some deliverance will not be accomplished until you seek the Lord. Amen. Seek the Lord before. Seek the Lord. You can't cast a certain demon until you have engaged in a certain fast. Seek the Lord. Some business will never flourish until you seek the Lord. Oh, no way. The competitors are too much. Most of them are into all kinds of societies and they are attacking you. Seek the Lord. Some house you go and marry. If you don't seek the Lord, the marriage will never be successful. Seek the Lord. He was marked never to marry. The way they are looking at him. Let me get out of it. Let me give you fast, fast, fast. What's number two? Hallelujah. Huh? Have I given you number two? Huh? After you seek the Lord, magnify the greatness of God. What do you do? When you seek the Lord, magnify God's greatness. That means don't magnify your problem. Oh Lord. I'm going too fast on that. Second Chronicles chapter 25, 5 and 6. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem and in the house of the Lord before the new court. Look at it. And said, oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God? Are you not God in heaven? And do you not do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hands is there not power and might? Magnify the Lord. Don't magnify your problem. Magnify God. Oh no, they are not following. Can God hear these things and not change His mind? Huh? So that none is able to withstand thee. Joseph didn't go to the Lord. How can you sit there and all these things has come? Look at the question. Give me the new living translation. Listen to the way the king is talking. He prayed, Oh Lord God our, of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. Yes, sir. There is no God like you. Yes, you are a ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. Yes, you are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Yes, Magnify the Lord. These are the principles I'm learning from it. So when you start seeking the face of God, don't magnify your problem. Magnify the Lord. Once you start magnifying the Lord, your problem will start shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until it dies. Unfortunately for you, you have made your problem look like it's bigger than God. This king didn't talk about the nation. It is true that the nation that were coming were bigger, but he started magnifying God. So after you seek the Lord, in attempt of seeking the Lord, start telling God how big he is. Tell him how wonderful. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are the repairer of the bridge. You are the one that can make the impossible possible. You are the unchangeable changer. You make a way where there seems to be no way. You can make water spring forth in the desert. You can make a way in the wilderness. Among the gods, who is like you? No one can stand your authority. You make the crooked way straight. Lord, you are bigger than every problem I'm going through. I'm not even looking at the problem. I'm looking at your, 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 your you, you are huge. You are big. You are gigantic. You are stronger than the strongest. You are mightier than the mightiest. You are bigger than the biggest. You are better than the best. Hey! Many times when people enter into multiple problems, they share their problems with anybody that will listen. And they tell. And sometimes you start talking to wrong people. Stop talking about your problem. This is a danger. Watch this. When you start talking, it gets to the mental realm. Then as you keep talking, it gets to the heart realm. And then when it comes to the heart realm, it becomes part of you. 
Then once it's part of you, it comes out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart. The... So when you see them talking, eh, and I'm angry, and they don't know what I'm going through, that is what has formed. Magnify the Lord. The fastest way to let God fight for you is to stand in the midst of your enemies and start telling him how great he is. Are you learning something here today? Don't finish fasting and go back and talk about and I'm supposed to do this and this is supposed to happen and I've sowed seed. Magnify the greatness of your God. Magnify him. Tell him how big he is. That is what I love about David. Who saw Bemma be a pen man and I'm not there. David. The guy is too smart. And they did something, God was going to kill him. Hmm. Then he took a guitar and stand there. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart. And God said, What are you doing? I was still killing. He said, The dead cannot praise you. Go look around what those places said, Leave. No, that's, that's how smart the guys. He said, The dead cannot praise you. I'm not, I'm not saying don't kill me. You can kill me. You have the power. But who, check around who is praising you. Wow. I don't know to me, leave you there. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within. I've seen my kidney, my intestine, my liver. All of them are praising you. So David never forsake. He said, everything within me. Hey. I say, after you seek the Lord, magnify the greatness of God. Oh, those who are saying, Amen, you are there. Now listen. Saturday night from about six o'clock. What do you do? Reheza. Do you know why you do reheza? You have never composed a song. You are yet to do one. You come and rehearse the song that you have heard somebody sing. So if it's do, do, don't sing or something song, you come and rehearse. Do you know the third point? After you seek the Lord, after you magnify the greatness of the Lord. Rehearse the victory God has given to you in the past. Rehearse the victory. Has God healed you of headache before? Has God healed you of stomachache before? He can heal you of cancer. So rehearse the victory. Go back and rehearse the victory. Go back and one victory God gives to you, put it in the archives. That is why we keep a testimony book. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you did this, then you can do this. Now, hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Without certain rehearsal, certain victories will not come. Hear this. This is not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision. That you, this 17 years old boy, I, the president, should put the destiny of this nation in your hand to go and stand before this giant and put us all of us in slaves. It seems that me, so I'm going to be a slave. Your father and your mother is going to be a slave. On what ground do you think you can conquer this power? 
He started rehearsing his victories. Your servant gift is Father Sheep. The Lion King. The... Go back and remember what the Lord has done for you. And rehearse the... That is the third point. You must rehearse the victories in the past. The way you were nothing and God lifted you. The way you had your wedding. The circumstance that lead to your visa. Your traveling. Your childbirth. Rehearse the past victories. I wish somebody would clap and shout for Jesus. Oh, I don't have the right paper in one. This is all your bad temper. Oh, no. Rehearse the victories that God has won for you in the past. Listen, when I came to Portes, I know it was a victory. So when I faced opposition, I said, Lord, were you not the one that gave us a Portes when our things were outside? You don't remind God of what he has done. The devil will magnify your problem. Because Let me show you where Jehoshaphat rehearsed the victories of the past. Go to verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 7. Yes. <laughs> now, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? So Jehoshaphat didn't win the victory by accident. He remember God of what he has done in the past. Why are your mind for from? Come on, from fire the chamber. Hey, radia ya ya he mind ya sofu. Mama ya jo ya kupo. Shira, shira kani ti. And your job kani ti. Why are your mind? Or say, look at the New Living Translation, put it there. Are you not our God? Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who live in this land? When your people Israel arrive, he didn't say we drive them, you did it. And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of our, your friend? So this generation know that their great-grandfather was God's friend. Those who shouted, your breakthrough has come. Jehoshaphat, remember God, how you used Joshua and all the men to drive away the people from the land. You remind God. Don't just walk as if God has done nothing for you. How did you come to where you are? Who in your family is like you? Look at your children. Look at how glorious they look like. Oh, 
little thing then you behave as if this God is not there I say ah rehearse the victories listen that is why I started I went to the choir they will understand so Saturday every time sometimes I come to sit down and enjoy their rehearsal because you see when they come Saturday they sing it once they stop but the terrible rehearsal they will sing so you enjoy the song no. So the reason they keep singing is that they keep singing is that they are rehearsing, they are rehearsing. They rehearse until the song becomes part of them. And then they say, Now listen. So rehearse your past victory. Thank God. Thank God. Some of you here, since you joined this family, you have notable testimonies financial testimonies, academic testimonies, gynecological testimonies. Things God has done for you. Listen, don't throw them away. When the devil, listen, I go back and tell God, You are the same one who did this. Are you not the one who does it? Are you not the one who did this? Are you not the one who did it? I don't. I don't even supposed to be here, but you brought me. Here. Shiran kani di, adonya kani di, maya yama fofo. What number is that? What number is that? Number three. Number four. After you seek the face of God, when you start seeking the face of God, what's the next thing you do? Magnify his greatness. What's the next? Rehearse the victory. Huh? Number four, remember God's promises. Remember his promises. Remember his promises. Don't forget the promises of the Lord. There is nobody here that the promises of God has not promised you something. It can be prophecy, it can be general. The expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. Remember God's promises. Give me verse 9. Give me verse 9. Chapter 20, verse 9. Wow. Huh? They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple. Do you know what they are remembering? When Solomon was dedicating the temple, this is what Solomon said. A temple where your name is honored we can cry out to you to save her and we will hear us when oh and you will hear us and rescue us huh. you say you don't have a promise tell god listen tell god you told me in the first thing that it is my week of divine settlement it is my week of standing in the gap. This my sister, my brother, my loved one that the devil is touching. I have stood in the gap for the person already. Remember God's promises. Go to the message Bible. Watch this. Let me show you something. When the worst happens, whether war or flood or disease or famine, and we take our place before this temple, we know you are personally present in this place hey. so when you travel from america and come to Portland city uh, you must understand that god is present in this place yes, sir. 
cross names on the ground. When you leave Odom Kankanesi Mioto, that is how the Matadi Junction will come here. God's name is important. Amen. And if you have faith, you will never go back the same way you came. Remember God's promises. Huh? We know you are personally present in this place. And pray out our pain and trouble. We know that you will listen and give. <laughs> now listen. Don't forget the promises. Listen. Stop remembering everything except the promise. Remember the promises. Remember the prophecy God gave you. Do you know what they make the people thought that they were going to sing? Mm. Master, don't you care we perish? Mm. He forgotten that he told them, let us go to the other side. Yes. Anytime you forget the promises, you start getting afraid. Mm. Walk in fear. Yes, Inevitably, that's what is going to happen. We're going to be afraid. Jesus told them, God cannot lie. I say it's the greatest scripture in the Bible. When you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, one scripture is the greatest. God cannot lie. Every other scripture is connected to that. That is the greatest scripture, in my opinion. That is the greatest scripture verse in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, no other scripture can be compared to God cannot lie. It is the foundation on which faith stands. That every contrary situation is there, but what God said stands. Because this man, God cannot lie. Number five. What's the first one? Seek the face of God. Number two. Magnify your God. Ah. Number three. Rehearse the victories. All the past victory rehearse. Number five. Remember the promises of God. Number, number, is it number four or number five? Number four. Remember the promises of God. Number five. Put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on the Lord. Set your eyes on the Lord. Put your, don't be distracted. Put your eyes on God. Don't have an alternative. Don't have an alternative. Let me find out which verse Jehoshaphat said that. I'm still in Second Chronicles. Put your eyes on the Lord. Verse number 12. I love the way Jehoshaphat put it. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do. Give me the King James Version. I don't like it. Look at it. Oh, our God. Would I not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that come against us. Neither know we what to do. But. Yo, those of you who are shouting, surely God is going to do something. Our, put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on God. Set your eyes on God. Put your eyes. Joseph has said that our eyes are on you. God knows that your eyes are not on him. Huh? So, this is a question for this one. A simple one question. Where is your focus? Is it on God or on your problem? Our eyes on you. It means that Joseph has said that our focus is on you. We can't handle this people we don't deny that that means that what it is jehoshaphat didn't deny that there was a problem yes, sir. 
he admitted that these people are mightier than him. But the secret is that my eyes are on Ayakapa. Put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on God. Now listen. That means that. First, stand here. First, stand here. This is God. This is your problem. Hmm? This is God. This is God. This is your problem. Even if you stand here, you can't watch them at the same time. That means that your eyes cannot be on a problem and be on God at the same time. Now let me give you a better way for you to understand. This one is very powerful. This is your problem. This is God. If you try to look at your problem, you miss God. If you look at God, you miss your problem. Where is your focus? Sit down, guys. Where is your focus? You cannot look at your problem and look at God at the same time. This is where all of us are mixing it. Our eyes are too much on the problem. Our eyes are not on God. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. My son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Let it not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now watch this. Let it not depart from your eyes. Let it not depart. Go to the first one. Verse number 20. My son, my daughter, attend to my words. That means make sure the promises are in your eye. Incline your ear to my saying. Huh? And say, let them not depart from your eyes. Jesus Christ. Our eyes are on you. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. When you do that one, when you do this one, then the Bible said that, for they are life to those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. Another strong principle for working in divine health. So when everybody has prayed for you and you are not healed, when everybody has fasted and laid hands and anointed you are not healed, the next option is to set your eyes on God's way and confess the word that, listen, somebody came to Dr. Young and said, I have throat cancer. Pray for me. And Dr. Young said, go and say, by his stripes I'm healed 5,000 times. So he went there, by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes. He came back the next day. When the sickness even gone, he didn't know that the thing has gone. She, she came at Dr. Cho and said, what is the sickness? She said, I forgot. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. That means that he confessed it. Ah. Now, let me tell you this again. When you go to hospital, they give you injection. You know the vaccine they give you? Eh? Or any injection. The medical science, they heal you through your flesh. But God heal you through your spirit. Yeah. Medical science uses amosacerin, uh, antibiotic, crophenica, all the medicine you have been swallowing. God's medicine is his word. Now, listen, there's a thing. The way you have medicine for cancer, you have medicine for diabetes, you have medicine for this. God's word heals every sickness. So, the moment you take your eyes off, now, listen, do you know that when they start putting you on the medicine, it doesn't heal you the first day? Huh? Sometimes you have to take it for one week. Sometimes you have to take it for 14 days. Sometimes they give you a distance. Take 32 tablets and we are taking it. Because they know that as we are taking the medicine, that is the way God's medicine works. So Dr. Yongicho said that, take the tablets 5,000 times. 
The woman did this more than 5,000. When it came, I think it's called. It's a scripture I give it to you. When you attend to the word and you plan your year to it, the Bible says they are alive to those who find them. And health, 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 health to all their flesh. It's in from the top to the soles of your feet. God's word will heal every sickness. So confess it, confess it, confess it, confess it, confess it, confess it, confess it. Keep repeating the word. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Jehoshaphat said, Oh, where is your focus? Is it on the problem? Is it on the medical diagnosis? Is it on the report? Or is it on the Lord? Jehoshaphat said, Our eyes are. Now, do you know why your problem is? Now, this is the one that is dangerous. Some of you, you go to hospital, they say you have sickness. Then you go to the internet to go and find the symptoms. Because the Bible didn't tell you to go and check the symptoms. This is the interesting. The doctors that prescribe for you, they die. Most of the doctors that are taking care of you, they have their own sickness. They were brothers and sisters who went to learn medicine. Yes, sir. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. When God is healing you, is the one who manufactured the body. Yes, sir. Wow. He knows it. Wow. Now listen, their health. The difference between medical science and the word is that there is a limit to what science can do. Yeah. What I don't like about science point is that if they exhaust their limit, then they declare death sentence on you. That's all they do. So once they don't have a solution to the problem, they say die. Mm. But God never satisfies anybody dead. Yes, sir. Never. Never, never attend to my word, incline your ears to my saying. Let the word not depart from you, keep them in the midst of your heart. When you do that, they are alive. Now, the margin of my Bible say it didn't say health, and it said medicine. Is there no balm in Gilead? Oh no. Is there no physician in Gilead? Whose report will you believe? Set your eyes on God. Believe the things I teach you. It works. I say it works. Put your eyes on God. Don't put your eyes on. Don't take. Don't go to the internet. And the doctor said this. Most of the things on the internet was put there by the devil. And don't go and read what the devil has put in there. Because faith comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing. Choose what you are hearing. Now, no, no, oh, baby, no, no, oh, baby. I wrote something here. What you are looking to determine what you believe. What you are looking to will determine what you believe. If you look at the problem long enough, the problem will sink into your thinking and from your thinking to it will drop into your spirit and from your spirit will start come out of your mouth i was ministering i called people and i said that there's somebody you have felt it you are having menstrual pain come i said do you believe jesus can he say oh, yeah, boost your miyari. <laughs> it has sunk into his heart he told me in the pulpit he said such a person god cannot heal he has accepted the devil's ups and signed the fedex 
Enti fathers won dey dey na ba wo pon na say wo gye ngino ma wo sign no. Oh, e die che. No sign. O sign penalty say you are concerned watch it. Into bon some dey dey na ba na gye tun pe wa sign. This is where you have to know God beyond your prophets. I'll give you an example. Knowing God beyond your prophet. I give you the example. President Kufa, this I'm going to do reshuffle. The president Kufa had to call maybe the minister of trade or the minister of finance. And he said, Well, oh, let, let, let me not say minister. So they could change your market and question. Maybe ambassador somewhere. US ambassador. And then he goes and say that. And he called the chief of staff and he said, Chief of staff, call the write a letter to the US ambassador, Ghana ambassador to US and tell him that. She has to quickly come home and resign his position. But the ambassador has a personal relationship with the president. It's the chief of staff that lacked on behalf of the president. So the chief of staff goes and take a phone. The ambassador take a phone and call the president. Mr. President, I just received a letter from the chief. Thank you very much. But I have initiated some things on your time and your, the approaches I'm doing that if you allow me to finish, it will be a very good legacy for you. I'm not saying I can't do that, but this and this and this and this is what I'm doing. If you bring somebody, you might not be able to continue. Then the president called the chief of staff and said, Okay, um, I want you to cancel the letter you wrote and write back to the ambassador and tell him to stay for the next two years. That is a church member who knows beyond his prophet. Watch this. The prophet came to Ezekiel and said, Put your house in order, you are dying. But Ezekiel knew God. So he bypassed the prophet and went straight to the connection with God. Don't just be jumping around men of God blindly. Know God. That is why when you come here, I teach you to know God. Because me, I'm not, I'm not, it's not my style. I don't like, uh, I don't do those things. This is where the power is. Now if you're a prophet, you are come to waste my time. No. I know where the power and the word comes from. I don't have time for those things. You can't disturb. The nature of my ministry, I spend more time with God. So I can't get distracted. And I could tell Prophet Bio, now Kukri Bina call Prophet, me back country. No. Jesus never do a country. Never. He sent his way. All this thing. I'm not saying those things are bad. When you need counseling, you can go for counseling. But your life must not depend on that thing. Because the counseling cannot bring healing. So I teach you the way. So assuming what I gave you, uh, you don't like it, go to God. And it pleases God when you know him for yourself. Listen, I don't I don't deny that. I have I have prayer teams, I have women, I have guys here who fast and pray for me. They pray, I'm telling you. They do fastings, they pray for me. Sometimes they are there doing all night. But God also told me. You can't just live and depend on their prayer. You have to learn to pray enough. You must pray enough that even if nobody even pray for you, your prayer should be enough. Dangerous. You know, this lazy Christianity that people have, this one here, I have prophets, I have prophets. If you don't take it, they come. This is a danger. Eh? Um, if Les Osofu is a rich man, and he has this prophet here, he has this prophet here, he has this prophetess here, and all of them know they pray for you. Everybody will seek your attention. So they will start telling you things God didn't say. 
because they especially when sacrament they find out that you love to hear things when you build your faith there there are certain things when i was going to marry my wife they say you can't have children it's not a matter of you don't even think about it twice somebody prophesied to me this lady are going to marry will not have children the kind of things inside me you can't even give that stupid prophecy then i ran if you should no i can hear god for myself no listen thank god for prophecy but i also know that the bible is called a sure word of prophecy so this bible is stronger than every prophetic word people give to you so once you prophesy and i see that how do i know it's not from god it contradicts god's word i have a message in me that talk about generational blessing i know that when god created my god said be fruitful i know that every woman in the bible gave birth except saul's daughter micaiah who cursed david for dancing and god punished him apart from that some of them were more than 90 they gave birth zacharias wife was so old god forgotten his age of birth so you shall serve the lord your god he will bless your bread and your water he will take sickness away nothing shall cast the iron or be bad hear this so the only way my wife can give birth is when i stop serving god it is strong it's not something i'm going to look for it it was inside me before you know the way you are running the word of god is not strong no. if you don't have a strong word in your spirit eh, you cannot walk here and come and put if you come to porters around this time you think that porters it doesn't look like this you have to come here seven eight years ago even seven years ago look at the way this place it was a desert nothing was here when you are driving you don't see anything this place has developed the national school told me it has increased 500 percent even brought price now it's over 600 percent for the time we bought it it looks like a desert and god said come and put a church here if you don't have nothing inside you you won't come marry this guy so after fasting god will speak to you go to speak buy a land at chopoli no a little baby sugar copy will be part of Accra. so god will go to tell you strange things you have to have a strong when god told me to come and put a church if i don't have a strong spirit i won't come number seven seek the lord magnify his greatness rehearse the past victories god has given you the past god has given you remember his promise put your eyes number six Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear. Hear what the Spirit is saying. After you put your eyes on God, set your ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Wow. What a mercy. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. It is in 2 Chronicles. Let me find where it is. Chapter 20. Give me verse 15 to 17. <laughs> The Spirit of God spoke through Jehazel. Jehazel, Jehazel. Ha! And he said, and he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord said. Ha! Give me verse 40. Let me see something. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name is Jehazel. Hear what the Spirit said. Who came upon the man? So, whilst they set their eyes on the woman Jehoshaphat said our eyes on you then the spirit came upon one man 
the woman Jehoshaphat said, our eyes on you. Then there was a man, the Bible even didn't say he was a prophet. When God gets ready to use, he can use anybody, including donkeys. He used a donkey to speak to the prophet. Bela, hear this. And the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men, one of the men, not the prophet, one of the men standing there. His name is Jehazel, son of Zachariah. He was a professor. Son of Benaiah, son of Jehoah, son of Matania. A Levite, but not necessarily a prophet, who was a descendant of Asaph. Hear this. So it means that from me, everything is going to say is from the Holy Ghost. After you set your eyes on God, open your spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. God is interested in speaking. Because, listen, listen, listen. One day, I was waiting upon the Lord. And I started praying that Jesus, you have to reveal yourself to me. I have read about Hagar. And you have revealed yourself to Kenneth Hagen several times. Can't you just see me? And the Lord responded and said, you just want to see me? And I said, yes, I just want to see you. And he said, what would that benefit you? And I said, I don't understand. I just want to see what would that benefit And Jesus told me something. The Lord told me something. My spirit prophetic I that shocked me. He said, listen, even if I come to physical and I don't say anything, you are as useless as anybody who has never seen me. Yeah. It is not see me. It is what I say that matters. Yeah. So listen, if Jesus walked to your room and you come and say, I saw Jesus, the next time I said, what did he tell you? Do you know the difference between Paul and the other people in Damascus? All of them saw the light. Only Paul heard a voice. Hear this. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said, he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is desperation situation. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours but God's. The battle is not yours. After you set your eye. Hear what the spirit is saying. Oh what a word. After this fasting, may you hear the voice of the Spirit. May you get direction from the Holy Ghost. May you not be spiritually deaf. May you not be spiritually blind. May you hear the voice of the Spirit. Yes, sir. The battle is not yours. Look at verse 17. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the Spirit is speaking. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the accent of this. At the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of general watch this but you will not even need to fight hey. take your position hey. then stand still and watch the lord's victory huh. he is with you huh. oh people of Portes, huh. people of ghana huh. people of america huh. do not be afraid huh. or discouraged go out against them tomorrow for the lord is with, with you this is what the spirit says. Use this prayer point. This thing, this write them and paste it by your bedside. Yes, Let it enter your spirit. After the, it's not enough to fast, you must hear what the spirit is saying. There is the, the reason I love fasting is I pick God very. I pick God without struggle. Yes, Why are you fasting and you don't want to hear God? You are too distracted. One word from the Lord will change your destiny for life. 
one voice of God will set your destiny. Between now and next week Sunday, may you hear the voice of God. Amen. Oh, may somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wrote something here. Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. Listen. Jesus says seven times. When you go home, read it. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3. Jesus, I, I went back and I was thinking about where the Spirit of Jesus said the seventh time. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Go and read the whole Revelation chapter 2. The whole Revelation. Seventh time Jesus said, Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So the Spirit is speaking. The chief executive of God's program on earth is the Holy Spirit. He is our intercessor on earth. Jesus is our intercessor in heaven. The Holy Ghost is our intercessor on earth. He is our comforter, counselor, teacher, advocate, lawyer, and instructor. The strength of our Christian walk. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, he quickens your mortal body. Likewise, the spirit also helps your weakness. You don't know what you should pray for. So, so he's my helper in prayer. What else again? He speaks. The Holy Ghost is not an air. The Holy Ghost is not a dove. The Holy Ghost is not a dove. The Holy Ghost is not. He purifies like fire, but he's not fire. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. He's a person. He has feeling. He speaks. Hear his voice. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but listen. Don't start the business until you hear his voice. It is the Holy Ghost that brought us here. Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7 and 8. Let me show you someday. <laughs> this is to what the Hebrew writer. I believe Paul wrote it. Wherefore, <laughs> as the Holy Ghost said today, if you hear his voice, had he not come back, give me the new King James verse. <laughs> Watch this. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, if you hear whose voice? Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, so who is speaking now? That's all. Hear his voice. So this one authenticate and validate my point that the Holy Spirit speaks. Hear his voice. Don't sit in church and be heavy and maybe watch it. Just hear his voice. Hear his voice. I'll show you what Jehoshaphat did. Hallelujah. Uh, the anointing came upon uh, what is the name of the guy Jehazel huh? yeah. and the spirit of the Lord came upon verse 4 that's verse 4 one of the men studied whose name is what Jehazel huh? that's all and then he prophesied so after that uh -huh, that's all okay final point after you hear the spirit of God speak believe God and praise him okay. no 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 Believe God and praise Him. That's all. Believe God and do what? Okay, verse 18 to 20. Verse 18 to 20, the same second chronicle. The king Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshipping the Lord. <laughs> the Levite from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord. What did they do? Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. 
on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God, you will be established. Believe his prophet also. Believe in his prophet and you will succeed. <laughs> after consulting, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers. Potter's praise in Uno. Potter's praise in Uno. That is a point seven. Potter's praise in Uno. The king appointed singers. The king appointed Koda. The king appointed uh, uh, Danahemete, uh, Jometel, and then Dunsin. Appointed singer, praise the Potter's praise. Watch this. Appointed singer to walk ahead of the army. So this time the other army is coming, but the the, the president put a choir in front of the army. Oh, mommy, I don't want to be in that choir. Wow. <laughs> it's the most dangerous choir you ever join. You understand it? You are fighting Nigeria. President Yaradua or something has put this Moax. They are coming. President Kufadu, so far, Bema come from Kofisho. Or the choir, I call General Moax in any. Who wants to join that choir? Bab any day. President, the Bible says he appointed singer to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang: give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. Very simple song. Give that after 40 days of fasting next week. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Come and wear your dancing shoe. His faithfulness. What happened when they were singing? Wow. At that very moment, they began to sing oh. and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mantisia to start fighting among themselves. Stand to your feet. Today, your enemies will fight among themselves. Oh. By this way. If you finish praying and step into depression, you have lost your mind. Step into praise. Amen. Centered on your grave, I don't, I don't. So listen, Israel army was standing there singing. Moabite Ammonite, everybody start cutting one another's head. The people who have come together to come and fight me, they turn against one another. Only God can set confusion in the camp of your enemy. Please. All the steps are there. See God. Step one. Step two. What is what is what is step two say? Magnify what? The greatness of God. Rehearse the past victories. God has given. Remember God's promises. Put your eyes on the Lord. Not your boyfriend. The Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Believe God and do what? May the Lord add his blessing to the preaching of his word. What a blessing.
Lift up your two. Lord, grace to practice this thing. Open your mouth for a minute. Pray. Lord, grace to practice. Grace to practice. Grace to practice. Open your mouth. Speak in tongues. Two minutes. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.